This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from Wee League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Today's episode, we are sitting down talking with Samuel Kim, a Frisco High School golfer. So Samuel has uh, committed to play at West Point next year. So we're going to learn a little bit about his story and how he decided on West Point. But first, I also want to know, is, is golf your favorite sport to play? Yes, of course. What about your favorite sport to watch? Um, to watch? Since I grew up in the state of Maine, I'm a huge Boston sports fan. So whenever the Celtics or the Patriots are playing, I'm usually watching. So then... Which one would you say is your all-time favorite team? Um, I would probably say the Patriots. What about your, do you have a one athlete that's kind of your all-time favorite guy? It's hard. It's, it's, it's between Tom Brady or Tiger Woods. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about the farthest you've ever traveled to watch or play sports? I've gone to... This was last year, summer. I went to Dominican Republic to play a golf tournament, which was pretty cool. Was golf always your main sport, or did you play other sports when you were younger? Um, I would say like from elementary and middle school, my parents just, they signed me up for every sporting event possible, so I played quite a bit of sports. But golf was my primary one, though, growing up. What other sports did you play like when you were really little, like I elementary played, level? I played basically everything. I played soccer, football, basketball. I did swimming, tennis, basically everything with a ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then into middle school. Middle school, I played a little bit of football my sixth grade year, but then I had to quit because I chose golf as my primary sport. So what age did you say you started playing golf, though? I started when I moved here, which was when I was seven. Okay, and you moved here from Maine? Yep, Maine, state of Maine. So when you did move to Frisco, that was in the middle of high school, right? Yes. You were already golfing, and that was your had been your primary focus mm-hmm. already for a while. Yep. Okay. At what time did you know you were a standout golfer? Standout golfer? Yeah. Um, I guess whenever I just... Whatever made it into high school, I guess I would play these bigger tournaments. I guess I mean there were there were always there were always players a bit better than me, but whenever I would go play tournaments, I always had this mindset that I was I was there to win and stuff. So the expectations of me playing those tournaments and winning really made my made me feel like I was a standout. When you got to high school, yeah, yeah, and then I've read that um, your short term goal was going to play to D one school. Mm-hmm. What did you how did you make that happen? Like, what did you have to do? I guess I had to, my priorities started to change, obviously. Um, I prior, prioritized, um, first thing was my academics, because I, even though I wanted to play D1 golf, I wanted to play at a good school too, academically. So I would prioritize academics first, and then my second would be golf. And because of that, uh, it was just extremely time-consuming, and I had to give up a lot of things that I enjoyed, like hanging around with friends and a lot of leisure time that I would like on the side. Those were the sacrifices you yeah. most Basically, noticed? Basically, most, most is time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much time were you spending focusing on golf? Golf, I would like... Golf takes so much of your time. Um, on school days, I would say if 
I, w- I would get out around 12 or 2, depending. Actually, freshman year, I got out at 12. Junior year, I got out at 12. And sophomore year, I got out at 2. Mm-hmm. And whenever I would get out of school, I would probably stay on the golf course till basically the sun would set, which would be around like 8 o'clock. And on weekends, I would basically be there for a, like 10 hours practicing wow. and playing. Yeah. Doesn't leave much time for anything else. Yes, ma'am. So you're, you're at school, you're golfing, you're doing homework, mm-hmm. and that's, that's about all you leave time for. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of sacrifice. So was, was getting to this point harder than you thought it would be? Um, yes, it was. Because especially since I was trying to get into a service academy and I was, my, I was applying to a service academy, the process was, it was extremely hard. It was a lot harder than I expected. What was the process like? So I had to submit a couple forms. I, the biggest thing was I needed to get a nomination from a congressman. And to even get considered getting into the school, you have to get a, you have to get a nomination from a congressman. That was one of the big parts. Um, there were a lot of exams that I had to take, like physical exams, eye exams, fitness tests. Um, obviously, I had to keep my GPA up because it's a good school. I had to take the SAT a couple more times because I needed uh, a certain score that they required for an athlete. It's not just your average college application, Yes, right? ma'am. So let's talk about that. So why West Point? Was this something you always had your sights set on or a family thing? What, um, what made you end up there? It, it was not something that I was intending to go to from the start, but when the coach contacted me email-wise, I was pretty skeptical because I knew the type of school it was. Um, but I researched about it a little bit more and when it really hit was when I took the official visit there and when I met all the golfers there all the kids there the I just felt like I would love being in that lifestyle and would love to commit it to that type of experience to college and for so afterwards during service was it between West Point and several other places or once Um, you got in and started looking into it you were sold so the two schools I was looking at was obviously West Point. The other school was Boston College. So they're both schools up north mm-hmm. and pretty strong academically. What did your family think when you started entertaining the idea of West Point? Um, they were skeptical as well because they know how hard of a school it is to get into. Um, but they were really committed with me through the whole process. They helped me the whole way. and. Um, it was basically a team effort the whole time to get me in, into the school and get this thing done. What would you say your parents had to, did they just have to help you along the way because there were so many hoops to jump through? Um, there was that and whenever I was struggling or felt like, man, this is just a lot to take in at a lot um, the whole time, they were really there to support me as moral support and just things like that. Did they ever think it was too much and maybe we should take a step back and um, not try to do this? Uh, I don't know about not trying to do this, but we would t- they would help. They would give me some leeway, give me some time to give some rest and things like that, but not about like, we, we were committed to the process the whole way. How were your parents, so um, growing up, when you knew you were going to focus on golf, were they always pushing you really hard or were you are you the kind of athlete that pushed yourself hard enough on your own um my parents gave me significant support and push but 
I feel like as an athlete at that level, um, you really don't need any more um, push from other people. It's, it's just if, you, if you're that type of athlete, you can push your way through through your will. Right. I feel like that, too. I feel like if you want it, mm-hmm. or you, you have to kind of want it yourself. Yeah. If other people want it for you and it's really not something you're fully into, it's not going to work out, yeah. is how I feel. Mm-hmm. What about coaching? So golf is an individual sport, right? Yes. That you have to be the one out there and pushing yourself and um, coaches. So have you had the same coach most of this time that stays with you, or do you change coaches as you changed from moving up here to Frisco? So when I moved to Frisco, I moved to a coach named Corey Lundberg. And if you know, do you know Jordan Spieth, the mm-hmm. golfer? Of course. So his coach is Cameron McCormick, so he's partners with him. So yeah, ever since I switched with him, he really helped me elevate my golf game to that, like a whole new level. And I switched with him when I moved to Frisco. Myself. Your sophomore year? Yes, ma'am. So what did he do that, what did he, did he change anything you were doing so um, much? Technically, or? There was that, but he, he helped me lay out like a specific practice plan that would help specific areas that I need to struggle with. And that, that really helped with me. And he helped with my mental game as well. So setting you up with a different training mm-hmm. schedule, well, maybe not schedule, but what you're focusing on each yes. time you're out there. And a little bit more different perspective, uh, perspective on the game of golf. So all these hours training you talked about, are you by yourself or is your coach with you all the time? Um, the coach is not with me all the time. So the coach... That would be a lot of coaching time. Yeah, right? that would be a lot of coaching. A lot of money, too. Yeah. Um, I usually go to him every other week, so it would be every two weeks. And it's usually like an hour session every time I see him. That's not that much. Yeah, but it's not. So then all the other times... It's just I mean, me. somebody's <laughs> not out there checking you and like how it's you really are by yourself focused figuring out if everything you're doing is what the coach told you to be focusing on yeah that's incredible that takes a lot of self-discipline yes right Mm -hmm. that's hard yeah weren't there ever times when you thought this is a lot this is too much it it, there 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 sure was yep there were some times like that especially when like i had a stretch of three months I think the end of my sophomore year and that I was not playing well and I was putting in the time too that was a really struggling period of time for me for my golf game that's how golf is though right you're not always going to be playing perfect Mm -hmm. I mean other sports especially with a lot of team sports you can your teammates can pick up that slack for you sometimes and your slumps don't show as much but of course I mean you're not always going to be golfing perfectly so Mm -hmm. You're going to come upon that over these next several years, too. Mm. Um, so I read that you have a goal to be the number one ranked golfer in the world. Yes. So that's next for you. So how are you going to do that? Um, I guess with all the resources that I'm going to get at college, at, at, at West Point, I'll use it to the full extent, full advantage. I'll have a lot more opportunities to play better tournaments as well, play with better players, obviously, in college, and just take full advantage of all of that. Yeah, it's going to elevate your game. I was looking. It's not the most common thing for a Texas athlete to end up at West Point. It took me a few years going back on their roster to even see. There was one other Texas student, Mm -hmm. but nobody from this area. Mm -hmm. I think there was a Houston. For golf, yes. For golf, Mm -hmm. yeah, for men's golf. Mm -hmm. They do recruit quite a bit. It's just that 
there's very few golfers who would commit and want to have that lifestyle, especially during college, because it's such a different experience. It's a very committed experience mm -hmm. that you need to have. When will you head out there? Uh, so I leave June 30th for freshman boot camp. Yeah. That sounds intimidating. Mm -hmm. Are it you intimidated intimid by it's this? It's intimidating, but I am. I'm actually looking forward to it a little bit because when I was playing other sports and stuff, I loved physicality sports, and I just, I, I, to this day, still, I, I create, I, I miss the physicality of other sports, and, um, I, I think I'll be ready. So you like to be, you like to work out, you like to be in yeah. the gym, yes, you like to be competing, obviously, mm -hmm. but. Um, so yeah, the boot camp will be a good physical challenge for yes, you. Yes, it sure will. So that happens June 30th. June 30th, and it's a six-week time period that I'm, I'll be there during boot camp. Okay, so for somebody like you, mm. golfer, who has to practice yes. hardcore all the time every day, what do you get to do in that six-week period? I will not be able to touch a golf club during that period. Have you ever stopped golfing for six weeks? Not six weeks. I would say the longest I did was a month because I had a wrist injury. Uh -huh. That was my junior year, start of junior year. So that puts you, what, you'll get to start playing again? So our first term is actually the beginning of September. Okay. So it, it's that period of time after I finish boot camp and the golf tournament. It'll probably be like four weeks, three, three, four weeks. It's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably a good starter tournament to get you back in and, mm -hmm. and ready. How many golfers will be with you? So on the roster, there's 16 players, and they take f – actually, so they – most tournaments that – okay, so or I would say like 90% of tournaments that college colleges play, they take five people, five people, so it's starting five. But so West Point, they have a tournament called the Bush Cup every year, mm -hmm. which is they go to schools and play on their home ground. And those schools are usually really good academic, academic goods. They're really good academically mm -hmm. or they're really good golf wise. And for that tournament, they take their whole team to go play. Good. Which is really cool. Yeah. So this not, year they played not. SMU, so oh, I got okay. to go watch too. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Did you already know you were fall. going to West Point at that point? Yes, I was. Okay. Mm -hmm. At what point did you? was that a thing, I mean, where you knew you were going to be at West Point or wanted to be? Wanted to be? Uh-huh. I would say the end of summer. Mm -hmm. Okay. End of summer. But like I said, the whole process was just because a regular school, if the coach wants you and the player, player wants to go, so the coach can just make an offer mm -hmm. and they commit to the school. But West Point, so it's basically the same for like Ivy League schools too. Mm -hmm. They can't give you an offer till they're guaranteed sure that you can get into the school academically. So that part was a little stressful for me and that's why it was such a long process. What do you say to, you know, seven-year-old golfer kids right now that, mm -hmm. um, that are starting out in this sport they have a lot of resources here if they're in Frisco, yes. obviously. Over the next couple of years, it's going to be an insane amount of resources available to them to help them up their game. But um, what do you say to them who who know they want to be a golfer and golf in college and, and, and go on and um, golf professionally after that? What do they need to do over the next several years to get there? I'd say the most important thing would be if they are committed to the sport, 
they have to commit to the time that it takes up to the sport. They have to give up things while they want to get better at the sport. They really have to commit to it. It's not a part-time gig. No, it is not. It's a full-time commitment. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for the time sitting down with us. I know you. it's a school day. Um, you guys are probably wrapping up testing and getting your school year finished, your senior year. Yep, it has. <laughs> thank you for taking the time out and talking with us. Well, thanks for having Good me. Good luck next year. Yes, ma'am. Thank right. you.